those great whites, they have big teeth Oh, they bite you, that you said that you would always be in love Welcome to Bachelors on the Bachelor, the weekly podcast where three slightly single semi-straight men discuss and debate America's favorite show. That show, of course, being The Bachelor. Uh, My name is Chris, and I'm joined as always by Nick. Hello, I'm Nick. And Dave. Chris, let me answer your question with a question. Okay. If you were to check your ego out the door, what would your heart say? Uh, now that is a an age old question. What it would say is that uh, I did the intro five times, and uh, it took me five times to get it right. Yeah, and that's I, one of I our listeners' favorite running jokes. Very yeah. good. There's actually on the discussion boards. There's a subreddit about this podcast. Uh, everyone already knows about it, but there's always lots of chatter on uh, as to whether or not we're being truthful about how many times chris does the intro yeah. butchers yeah. the intro yeah and it's all real guys this is yeah this, this is, is the real stuff we, we wouldn't lie to you this is where you come for the goods the honest stuff the yeah. stuff you can't good so let's yeah. get into the goods this yeah. was a a really hyped up episode uh partly because last week was only an hour and um, uh, I, I wanted to kill myself only an hour yeah i didn't want to kill myself after the hour-long episode episode either and so i was really looking forward to answering the question uh how how would we phrase the question? Uh, did she come? Right. Yes. She had never had an orgasm. Yes. So for, for for our listeners who are tuning in for the first time and watching the show for the first time simultaneously, for, simultaneously, uh, the big question is: Was Raven, who is going to be intimate with Nick as the second partner she ever had, was she going to finally achieve climax in their lovemaking? And uh, yes, I, I'm I couldn't... sure you wrote down her uh, the euphemistic turn of phrase she used. It was something like, "Let's just say Nick is really good at what he does." Yes, yeah. she did say that, which was tasteful. It was very tasteful. It makes it begs the question: What is it that he does? Well, he doesn't have a job, so <laughs> right. He's great at being on a television show. Uh, he is great at that. Um, what did you guys think all week? Because I, I, I laid in bed awake just staring at the ceiling. Thinking wondering, about Raven coming? Yeah. Is, was it going to happen? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I was desperately curious. And uh, fortunately, without having to answer the question in a way that younger viewers would find inappropriate, uh, Chris Harrison did manage to uh, answer our, uh, our inquiry. Uh, through a fantastic montage, a montage that I, I, I've never really ever experienced myself, except for maybe once in my uh, my early adolescence when Tommy Pataguchi invited me over to his house for a little N64. He'd recently gotten a new Rumble Pack. Mm. And we sat there just playing The for things hours. you can do with a Rumble Pack. Yeah, and, I, and, I'll and tell you, you what, sat on the Rumble Pack? Well, I, I had it precariously placed, <laughs> we can just say that. Sure. And I'm not going to say whether or not, uh, you know, I... Climax or anything like that, but I, but I will say this: Tommy Panacucci is very good at what he does. <laughs> oh boy! Is what I'll say. So, what did you make? Because uh, Chris Harrison just uh, continues to be such. Yeah, it, it, I, in the biz, we call conductor. him a bit of an Edward Scissorhands. The mm. way that he's cutting together these scenes. Yeah, and, and um, <laughs> just <laughs> blindly. <laughs> Oops! I killed you. No, no. It's uh, the, if you watch the film, it's not a clumsy thing. It's a it's a beautiful symphony of, of the right. hands no, and the eyes. Right. No, of course, of course. And um, I I guess I find my, myself in a, in a similar place to to you, Nick, where I was trying to wonder what I did after the last time that I had an orgasm. 
And I think it was I put my T-shirt back on. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good first yeah. step. That is a good step, which I'm surprised. I thought you would have kept your T-shirt on. Well, no, because it happened into the T-shirt. Oh. And then I realized that was also the last T-shirt that I had. Got it. So That sounds like a... Right. Well, uh... It, it was a beautiful segment. Chris, what was, um, the last thing, uh, what, was, uh, what was the first thing you did after the last time that you uh, climaxed? I feel like we're in one of those American Pie films. This is yeah, wild. Uh, I, I just... And be honest. I think I closed my eyes for about 10 seconds and just really thought long and hard about what I had just done. Yeah. A very, very honest answer. Like, that really, <laughs> truthfully, just kind of sounds like the truth. Oh, why? You guys were lying? No, 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 no. We were telling the truth as well, but yours really sounds like the truth. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it reminded me of that scene uh, with Raven in that classic film, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, where it's just she's on top of the world and she's feeling things that nobody had ever felt before. Well, uh, I, I, most people have felt before. She has not felt before, to be specific. Right yeah. now, I have some inside info if you guys want to hear it that I could share. Yeah, sure. about yeah. Why the would we not um, want that? orgasm. No, you're never gonna ask. Little birdie told me that um, Raven wasn't entirely sure what an orgasm was, and it did have to be explained to her by the producers and crew. And so that kind of makes you think maybe she didn't, you know, because she's she's not entirely sure what it is. Uh, so it's hard to really be sure if she knows what she felt. Yeah, which I think goes back to to the layered discussion we were having in our last podcast about the myth. Of right. The, the right. Like, has anyone? No, this actually raises a good point. Yeah, has anyone ever really experienced? Well, I think the, the because if 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 like how how do you know what's real? Like reality? Like I think, therefore I am. You know, I come, therefore. I know I did, but I don't know what's in your head. I don't even know that you're real. You know what I mean? So it just, do you see kind of where I'm going with that? I yes. don't. I don't. Okay. I feel like Raven was homeschooled. I think that's kind of <laughs> what can be deduced. But again, I, I just want to say on this special day, it was national, like, women don't go to work, just kind of a celebration of women. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate women by really discussing um, what happened between Raven's legs in just a really yeah, yeah. yeah the frank Bachelor way. franchise, uh, a show that is notorious for treating women like red shirts in Star Trek, where it can just <laughs> red <laughs> shirts in Star Trek. <laughs> They're very disposable, but also right. um, we we take a lot of pleasure in watching their pain. Uh, so hats off to Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison has done it again. Yeah. And uh, really, just I don't think this is going to make up for the inappropriate talk of the last seven minutes. But oh, it's been, wow. Yeah, that's how long um, we've been talking about this. I I really do like Raven. She's great. She's the best. It's a sh- it's such a shame that she's not going to win for reasons that are becoming glaringly obvious. But yeah, she, to, in. In my heart of hearts, she is definitely the front runner. But I can also see a real parallel to what they were doing with Nick Vile in the Caitlin Bristow right. uh, season, where they were kind of really hyping him up as the yeah. obvious front run- runner for the old bait and switch come the finale. Right. Classic Chris Harrison being the puppet master that he is, so good at what he does. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of a, a hybrid, you know, like a lawnmower man. 
that's a reference people won't get. But uh, <laughs> the Jeff Fahey fans <laughs> certainly will. <laughs> so we uh, the next date is uh, Rachel, and this was really exciting because again we know what's going to happen. Yeah, yes. and you know what? Let me just step right in here right away. I just want to say I personally am of the belief, and I want you guys to comment on this and tell me how off base you think that I am. I think that at this point, Chris Harrison is already grooming her as the Bachelorette. I think that she fully understands what her role is going to be mm-hmm. in you know further on in 2017, and he's saying, you know, these are the cards that you want to play and make sure that you come off this way, and... Personally, I found this date to be very boring. It found to if it, it felt to me to be very campaign esque. Yeah. Thoughts, opinions. What do you guys yeah. think? Well, I'm not sure if you saw the um, the outcome of the municipal election yesterday, and I apologize to our uh, non LA listeners, of which there. Well, how are about non District 13? I mean, this is <laughs> you don't get more right. specific. Well, than but this. but the the first thing that people began discussing once uh, Mr. Eric Garcetti won in such a landslide fashion was he's got about a two month window before he can begin campa- uh, campaigning or raising money uh, for a run at the Senate. Right. So it feels like the same kind of thing where he's yeah. our mayor, but really he's already. Campaign, kind yeah. of asking for our money to be. That's a very, very smart analogy. Um, but again, very esoteric. In yeah, a way really hard is. for for people in the flyover states, uh, some of our listeners over there, to understand. Some, most, most of them, by the millions. We've um, them out and, there. and so I agree with you, Nick. We were in that territory that we so often fall in, where the thing they're talking about is their relationship. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, you know, Here's, it's. But here's the thing I would say is uh, Rachel, just authentic, you know, beautiful, great laugh. She just seems so honest and free. And that's when he uh, – that that's who he used the line on, right? If I, if you checked your ego at the door, what would your heart say? Oh, I thought I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah. No, I mean, Nick literally said that ex- <laughs> those exact words. That is bizarre. Yeah, that was uh, a Monday motivation uh, of mine recently, oh, nice. if you follow me on Instagram. Yeah, and and she just, what was so heartbreaking, and, and I think this was part of Chris Harrison's master puppet plan, right. was... <laughs> no, that's not... Not a puppet. No, not a puppet. Got, no puppet. go back on that one. <laughs> what do you mean? A puppet you plan? You don't have a puppet plan. Yeah, he's got a, he's a puppet master. Here's the puppet plan. <laughs> no, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he pulled the puppet plan. And the puppet plan was... The puppet we, master does not have a puppet Hey, come on. <laughs> he's had a hard day. The, what does the puppet master have then? A plan? A regular plan? No, he just has puppets. Well, strings. Either way, you, you get it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just... We knew she's going to be going home mm-hmm. and just to see her so confident and so reassured by Nick and I didn't he say he was falling for her he did he did it, it was not the show's finest moment in the sense of uh, I personally felt the same sense of dread that you know one gets when watching that newsreel footage of um, Lee Harvey Os- Oswald walking out of the police station right yeah before Jack Ruby Burst through the crowd, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, you know. Again, such a deep, specific, smart well, reference. Well, <laughs> not that deep. I mean, that's our nation's arguably greatest tragedy, oh, second you, only you, to nine eleven. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not gonna, here to rank tragedies, but uh, I know. I'm but just saying, if us. we were, it would be nine eleven, JFK, Maybe John Benet Ramsey. 
Um, Actually, you're right. But no, like again, I, I didn't mean to um, to use it as a way to try to have this pissing contest with Nick over who's <laughs> <laughs> suffered more. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, it, it was it was watching something in slow motion. It was it was a, a constant. It's a, it, at its barest form, it's we're watching live television where we know the outcome. Yeah, and we could have a separate podcast to discuss why exactly ABC decided to leak. The uh, the Rachel. Well, I think they were just going around. I mean, there's a lot of leaks going on. I think mm-hmm. leaks are really hot right now. Everybody's leaking information, and right. ABC wanted in on that. Hashtag leaks. Yeah. That that is a really good point, and I believe that. And I also just want to say, uh, I, I, I I it's it's so hard to because we pull our next Bachelor slash Bachelorette from the previous season. It's so hard to make their exit look non um, like they were in the wrong, like they were right. asked to leave because they had this major flaw, and that's a really, really hard thing to uh, master and to puppeteer. And I think that that's what makes Chris Harrison as valuable as he is to the Bachelor franchise, yeah. Because he's able to take someone like Rachel and make her seem not ideal for Nick Vile, but still ideal for potentially twenty five. Yeah, other guys. but and, and and truthfully, I don't even know. She she did seem ideal for Nick Vile. I I thought she just seemed. I I continue to be impressed by her by her poise and uh, you know we're, we're skipping ahead. Uh, we don't want to go to the rose ceremony just yet, but you know it. She just is. She she was just what you're you're looking for. And here's one thing I I really found endearing is uh and this is really when my heart broke. I think. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I closed my eyes yes, for 10 seconds sure. and I thought about what she had just said and what I had just done. It was when she said, uh, I hope I get to meet his parents and his family. I'm good with families, families like me. And it was just so. Yeah, she, um, I've she been put there, herself Rachel. out there. Yeah. I think what was most peculiar to me about the Rachel date was what the deal was with the reindeer and the. The kind of sleigh that they were on, because there was no one guiding the reindeer. I, yeah. So it was almost they just kind of get on this this sleigh bed, and then the reindeer was it a magical just sleigh? Kinda like, goes? Like, yeah. Is, he, is it like an animatronic thing, like at Disneyland? Chris, oh. you're familiar with this? Yeah, it was recently in Disney World actually, and uh, they did have a lot of those animatronic reindeer point around sleighs. Yeah, but no, with Dave, interracial couples. Yeah. Dave, to your point, I do think that, and I've noticed this. If you historically speaking, throughout this season of The Bachelor, if you look at the Rachel and Nick Vile dates, they've been extraordinarily low budget, and I think this is because she was kind of tapped from the beginning as the future Maybe, Bachelorette. Wow. So it's like, so let's not splurge on these. Because if you go back to when they were in the Caribbean, it was just kind of like he took her to a bar and then some like yeah, the, elder was like, you want to know what love is? <laughs> and it was very like, and then they just kind of like shoot him off on the sleigh with the reindeer. <laughs> like, actually best of luck to you. about that date for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Be a whole other One of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very odd. Um, but yeah, no, to your point, they're really not spending much money on those dates, but maybe rightfully so. Maybe they're hip pocketing it for her season so that she can be the best bachelorette we've had yet. Nick, can you do me and the listeners a favor? And on this week's uh, Tumblr, we have a Tumblr site, Chris, right. correct? Yeah, we do. Uh, could you post for us like a sample line item film budget just to give the listeners a sense of where you're coming from on some of these Yeah, of absolutely. These well, I'll get to work on that straight away. Great. Great. Yeah. So moving on, we have Vanessa's date. And Vanessa is coming into this date a little bit nervous because of how her hometown went. But also yes. a little bit horny. 
Well, it's yeah. That's I, just how I like to always. Well, yeah. When it's fantasy sweet week, I mean, again, Nick, just to go back to Rachel again, he he's just when that letter comes out, he goes, "I got this letter. I think you should read it." It's like you know what's in there. And then she reads it, and then I don't know if you noticed, but with each girl, they would read it, and then he'd go, "Thoughts." <laughs> thoughts. He just wants Man. to know. Penny for your thoughts. What do you think? Yes. I mean, somebody get that guy in a Duplass film because he is mumblecore material. Wow, I love that joke. <laughs> wow, what a fa- what a phenomenal joke. Yeah, one of the best. <laughs> what an odd reaction to a joke. I did enjoy it. I don't. No I don't always laugh. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't laugh at a joke. I just say that's a good joke. Yeah, <laughs> we spend too much time together. I'm having fun either way. That's some good humor. <laughs> uh, so. Vanessa, they get into their blue uh, bathing suits. Very strange. Uh, oh. Sorry, Nick, you go, you go. No, I was going to, as usual, go low. No, and, no, uh, you should go low because my, uh, I'm not going to say whether or not they were male or female because I'm still trying to do an androgynous thing. Mm-hmm. But my uh, counterpart that I watched the show with, they right. went low. They thought it was very middle school, her attire, Vanessa's anyway. I think we all can agree that Nick looked fantastic. But well, I when you're actually, cold, it you, tightens everything up. Yeah, but I just, I to the contrary, Balls I went wise. high. I thought the way that they had cut the onesie bathing suit very high up on the hips was very 80s very Baywatch very in very Patricia Field of sex in yeah the city. I, I have no problem with a one piece bathing suit I think they're yeah. extremely sexy I, I'm with you on this for sure the older that I get I, I'm <laughs> way more open to the women that I date also being older and more mature yeah. if yeah. that's kind of if I'm making too much of a leap by, you are okay <laughs> but what I wanted to say originally Nick before you cut me off was there was one shot um, when they were in the sauna before yeah, they went Yeah, I know in, the shot you're talking about. Where it was about. a bit of a, I believe they call it like an up angle. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick was just spread eagle. He looked fantastic. And right in your face were his enormous testicles. Did anybody <laughs> else get a feeling like he just had a big old sack? Yeah. Sack of balls? Yeah, yeah, I actually had a comment to my uh, later to be named later of sexuality mm-hmm. counterpart um, that the the lighting actually, it, it was almost, they, they made a mistake. They messed up because when they were in the sauna, boy, did he look like a bit of a great god. But mm-hmm. then they did a hard cut to them outside right into the harsh lighting and they, he, they, he looked like the Michelin Man. It was not good. It was not good editing. It was a very, very rare mistake behind the curtain moment, if I may, for Chris Harris. Well, because everyone's in a while, Edward Scissorhands, he stabs somebody, and they, right. they yeah. get poked and or they bleed. Or think yeah. how much time it, it took to, for him to cut the Raven montage. Yeah. Right. He that was, must have been so what he was doing. Weeks. Yeah. Right. Of so a lot of fun. Um, they're running back and forth between the tubs, and they have Great a conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's just a good date. Uh, I'm going to go down to Wee Spa and do that. You know. For the record, and I'm not just... Trying to put you on the spot. There was a moment, like in all sincerity, a few months ago when Chris said to me, he goes, you know what I'm into right now? Yeah. Extremes. Tony Robbins going hot to cold. I'm in the shower. I want the water hot. I want the water cold. Yeah, really, that's a real thing that you that said That is what to I me. said. It's good right. for you. And you know what? But that's, what? I, was, I felt inspired. Did you try it? No, too much of a... Of a I wanted to say puss, but you can't in yeah, today's can't political climate. Today. I think what you're forgetting about that time in Chris's life, though, was that it was also when he got into hard drugs. Right. Yeah, so I was just trying right. to like snap myself out of That's it. That's a good point. Um, so they they had this conversation, um, and, and I really enjoy the conflict they continue to have. 
um, or at least the fabricate. Yeah, the kind of facade of a conflict where it's like, where you've got traditional values, and he's like, "Well, I'm not very traditional," and I don't know what her traditional values are other than, "Hey, once a week, I like to have dinner well, with my family." Let me stop you right there. It wasn't traditional values. She actually was doing her best, Ted Cruz, and uh, was throwing around a term, core values. Core, core values. values. What are your Very core good, yeah. Values? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she was um, really stumping hard on the, on the core values, which leads me to my next question. Please. Uh, or my first question. Okay. What are your core values, Nick? Uh, you know, I like myself uh, I, I, a nice warm plate of pasta. Mm-hmm. I like uh, to yeah. wake up early in the morning and go for a run. There's two. And, you know, I don't mind if there's ever a guest in the bedroom. Yep, the Trinity. Chris? Uh, my core values, uh, you know, I don't like being asked questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just kind of piggyback Nick and say I also like pasta. pasta. And, um, <laughs> Pastas. you know, I like all the pastas. doesn't matter which kind. There's two. You need a third. <laughs> Pasta, pasta. <laughs> this is one and two. Are my core values? I guess the third one would just be uh, an understanding of my core values. Listen, nice. I, can I can I say something Very about well done about this Vanessa date? Uh, but before I do, wait, sorry, I, I'm not I being just good wondering, does I, he have, know, a, you have yeah, a core value? What you are your core values about? here? <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, Dave pasta. doesn't. Uh, okay, right. We're How did possible affordable health care? <laughs> affordable health. And no handouts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no handouts. Sorry. That that ended up crushing. All right, listen, here's the thing I want to say about Vanessa. I got two opinions about it and I want to put them out there and then I want you guys to run with it. Cool. I gotta go soon though. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, okay, all right. One. Here's here's my first opinion about the conversations that she's having with Nick. They're real. They're the they're the things they that are. we always sit and we watch the show and we say, why is no one talking about where they're going to live should yeah. this turn into a thing? So mm-hmm. you got to respect her for that. But two, and it's a completely contrary opinion to the one that I just named, it's like I remember a time when women would go on the show and men would go on the show and they would meet a bachelor or a bachelorette, and you know what their lives were – potentially going to be in the future whatever, whatever that bachelor that or bat yeah. or that bachelorette was currently living that's what it was yeah. and yet vanessa's coming in here with the ultimate curveball of like well could you move to canada and it's yeah. like uh i don't know did you go on nick vile's season well it just feels like you know an important step in the franchise you know yeah the, the oh, next, no, that's a good point yeah that's the yeah, next dude. iteration um no nick with you 120 well what did you make of uh the thought when <laughs> i thought he said i he said, so with Dave, you, he said, with you, 125%. I'm sorry, Dave. Could you just go jump out the window? I know you're making a point, but could you just go kill yourself? My question is, <laughs> when uh, when Brutal. when Vanessa said, well, why why is it so important for you to stay? And Nick's answer was like, maybe this is a little cheesy, but I'm uh, proud to be an American. Yeah, that was a pretty bad answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the real answer, of course, is money and endorsements. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he's jumped on the American. Steve Bannon nationalistic pride thing where he just is all about his 
country you yeah. Know? yeah yeah also i you know what i i don't i don't know if this is worth mentioning because i don't know if we've actually done our homework uh to warrant bringing it up but caitlin bristow a fellow canadian yes Ooh, say fellow fellow to vanessa and Good correct luck. me if i'm wrong but isn't sean up in canada with her right now sean B. incorrect they oh, are really? living in nashville which is kind of like see funny you say that because every post they put on IG is of them in the snow, mm. and I was just down in Nashville, and it was not snowy even a little bit. This is a, again a much longer conversation, potentially for our subreddit, right? Yeah. Of course, um, but I, I think you and I are looking at two different Instagram accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's very, very possible. So she, he, he's staying in the United States because he's proud to be an American. Why would you stay in America? Well, I'm going to go ahead and just finish my thought from like five minutes ago. Which right. <laughs> it, was about, it was about two minutes ago. Which was agreeing with Nick 125% that Vanessa and Nick um, are at a place that is so familial, so um, comfortable, and so real that it's almost uncomfortable to watch on, uh, on live television. You're, you're literally watching a relationship unfold in a way that I don't think the show is prepared to authentically present. And we're... And it's also because I'm madly in love with this woman. Oh, yeah. And I'm right. kind of watching myself lose her to, to this, this guy. Yeah. yeah. Because so, they're they're so similar. I don't know that I find them to be so similar. I don't really see the chemistry or what they have in common or why they're together. So I'm rooting for you, Dave. Although I do think he's going to end up with her, but I don't know what any of that means. Do you think he might have a bit of an advantage because he is the bachelor? I think it has more to do with his sales techni- <laughs> sales techniques <laughs> that you know he picked up selling software. He knows yeah. how to close. He knows how to say the right stuff because you go cold calling, okay, to some of these like small to medium sized businesses yeah. in now strip you malls. At a call center, correct? <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I know what he had to do. It seems like a plug for you and your call center experience. <laughs> I had a little bit of experience. I wasn't at a call center. I was doing cold calling, door to door sales from small to medium sized businesses. Well, cold calling tel- and door to door sales are two very different <laughs> yeah. things. No, no, no. A cold calling is calling, and the other is no, going no, no. door That's to Dave, door. You don't Have know you ever any seen a pair of scissors. Cut you know a what, guys? You you don't know anything about sales. It's just when you go to a business without an appointment or without them expecting you, it's cold calling. You're calling on them. It's not necessarily calling on the phone. You know, sure. you guys have a lot to learn that about sales, and I recommend my new book. I wish that conversation ended with you saying, you guys don't know anything about sales and then pulling your dick out. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old, uh, who yeah. is it? Who, 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 who? Brass balls always be closing. I mean, you know, Glengarry Glenn Ross. No, who am I thinking of with the pull the dick out move? The president. Lyndon B. Johnson? L- LBJ. Always had the dick well, out. A lot of smart stuff said today. So uh, they have a dinner. <laughs> I don't know if that was... <laughs> on the smart stuff set. I docket, think so. I think okay. if we had a trivia question where the question was which president pulled out their oh dick. Oh my gosh. No, this is a fun fact. Sorry, this is so irrelevant, but I want to say it because I want anyone who listens to go do it. I was recently on a road trip. Have you heard the LBJ ordering pants phone call? No. Yeah, do it was yourself, in the movie. Do yourself a favor. Go home, listen to it. That's it. I want to get off this topic because it's irrelevant, but okay. do yourself a favor. Great. Go listen I'll, to I'll that. do it right after. Um, so yeah, they, they talk more about these traditional values, their core values, their values, whatever. Oh yeah. Disparity. Vanessa and Nick Vile. Yeah. They're, the they're on a date and then, um, <laughs> something happened where she said she was falling in love with him. Um, yeah. Like again, I, I think, I think it's, it's kind of been covered with, um, 
what I said, not to <laughs> champion my own thoughts here. Um, but what, what, we, what we're watching is two people uh, who are in love having an evening together. Oh, yeah. I, right? I completely yeah. disagree. Yeah. 100%. I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I don't see why they're in love, but sure. If but, that's what love looks like to you, then I feel bad. But um, anyway, they... <laughs> I'm stunned. <laughs> I guess I'm in a weird place tonight. <laughs> no, I don't know. Two people... <laughs> Like alone in a hot tub talking about their core values. What is what is love if not that? Well, can can we, can we then jump to the the rose the ceremony, rose ceremony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, featured one of my favorite Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Yeah, Chris Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harrison. Of the, There's uh, a D in there. Harrison. <laughs> it's an an apostrophe D. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my favorite Chris Harrison performances of the year. Where he was playing the role of kind of the the creepy high school yeah. principal outside of prom. Yeah, yeah. Raven, looking good. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good impression. You would make such a good high school principal. Yeah. Well, if I, if there were certain certain things in my yeah. past that. That checked out, then yeah. No, you're definitely inappropriate. Rachel. That's fantastic. Hey, listen, while we're uh, breaching on the rose ceremony here, can we talk about what Rachel was wearing? I mean, fantastic, fantastic. Oh, Nickel. The yeah. jewels, guys, yeah. were, you, were you asleep at this point? Come on. I, I just, I had well, it on double speed. Because we knew oh, who was going to be. Yeah. All right, so yeah, let's get to it. All right. Well, so. I, do you ever think that some of, um, I've been doing a lot of crying lately, and some of it, yeah. um, Sometimes you can kind of turn it on. You can act. The crying? And yeah. Do you think that Nick is acting with these tears? You know, I really don't know because I haven't cried in, uh, let's see, I'm 28, so 28 years. And so I, I just don't know what is an appropriate amount of tears. But I got to tell you. Well, he's doing a very small amount of tears. He's not. So, he's doing enough to seem vulnerable and emotional, but without seeming like a, uh, you know. Well, you know, ABC, very, used to be, ABC yeah. is setting a new bar because it's like, it used to be The Bachelor was like, this guy, Nick Vile, is crying an extraordinary amount. Right. But it so happens that this season's Nick Vile, The Bachelor, coincides with season one of ABC's This Is Us, mm-hmm, where right. it's like, That's if you're NBC following... Program. It, is that true? I think they're all owned by Aren't the same they all one? parent They're company. all There's owned by like Perno Ricard or like Trump. It's yeah. like all one business. Anyway, yeah. the way. network television has crying at a new level, where it's like if you're not crying in every scene, then you're technically not even a TV show. And right. I think it just goes to show how desensitized we as a culture have become to, to crying. Yeah, really yeah. miss that show Parenthood. Or The Catch, starring that fellow in Parenthood, Peter Strauss, Krauss. Krauss. And Michelle Arenas. Yes. Uh, again, deep, deep references. Uh, so obviously Raven gets the first rose. Again, just has to be shocked that she's still there. I mean, who had Raven? At, when you, when from you, the beginning. You had her from I, the beginning? From I, at, but I, you remember one. that. Go back episode and listen to the podcast. Episode one, I was like, Raven. I'm a big Raven guy. I still don't I, understand. I'm waiting for her next episode to like slip up and say something where she suggests like a time in the history of the planet where dinosaurs and humans were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it cool when we could all ride T-Rexes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good point. Much love to Raven, though. <laughs> Rachel goes home. Um, Rachel, like again, with, with unbelievable poise, dignity, and grace, accepts the outcome. Yeah, all planned. I don't know why you're acting like this is like she shouldered it like so a So when Marine. do you think they tell her? 
I think she. I. I think she knew like uh, maybe two episodes ago. Okay. Sure. Because you can see them. They start falling into <laughs> the <that> bachelorette role. <laughs> the listeners at home, anyone who's still listening, I <laughs> I came back from the uh, the kitchenette with a beer. and, and The kitchenette? Chris, you don't got to say kitchenette. You could be like the grand dining room. And Chris gave me the, uh, what the fuck look. <laughs> for yeah, like not having grabbed him a beer Like well. I wouldn't want another Miller Lite. Uh, so we're Is just... That really what that was? Yeah, of course that's what it was. Uh, so... So that this was a three-hour bachelor night, and um, oh, so we've man. got about five minutes left to talk about the women tell all episode. I, I I really I really don't enjoy these. I don't know. Did you do you enjoy the women tell all special? I uh, no. Um, you know it's it's interesting. I, I like. I like you know what I, you know what I like about it. It's it's like a lot of these women. This is their first time in the limelight when they're on the Bachelor, when they're on national television. The thing about the tell-all is it's just a little bit looser. You get to see yeah. a little bit more of the women, and, yeah. and I do like that. I do think that that's a little bit interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. I uh, I one one point and there's a few. There's maybe a, a a few notable things to talk about. One was uh, several Josephine continuing to be sort of the Paul Ryan of the group, just the constant yeah. Corinne apologist yeah. at every single turn. And Corinne, for her part, continues to be the Donald Trump, and just you know she is made of Teflon. You know what else about jo- Josephine? She's kind of the the ultimate champion for just general contrast as far yeah. as what she's doing with her makeup. Just like a complete white base and then like black lipstick. The black lipstick, a lot of fun. And it's kind of it's I, I like it. I'm attracted I, I to it. Yeah, I, it's I like it. Very good looking. And different. Th- there's a couple standout moments from um uh, I, I can't remember any of their names, but uh, <laughs> good good stuff. But you have notes right in front of you. Why don't you just uh, read the yeah, notes? Yeah, I'm trying to think what else I like. Again, I it, it so often these turn into sort of a catfight. Yeah, and I hesitate to use that word because I respect women. Um, well, I respect cats. <laughs> okay, so the, cats. it was it was just like you know they're they're arguing over each other and you know the big thing was built for the the Taylor versus Corinne. Yeah, and, and I uh, felt like it kind of delivered. If I'm being honest, they kind of got into it. Yeah, yeah but what, I, I don't even know what they were arguing about in the first place. What are you talking about? They were talking about who 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 swung first. That was the whole point of the argument. And if if I'm being completely honest, you watch you watch the 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 season and you think to yourself, man, Corinne really is out of line. Taylor is the smart one who's pulling all the appropriate punches. And then you get to the women tell all, and that's when you realize, you know what? Corinne was kind of right all along because Corinne is crazy, but Corinne was never crazy to anyone else until someone else swung at her. First. Yeah, that's exactly what Donald she, Trump would we, do. Yes, and, and that's how you and, end uh, up as president, which is why I'm saying Corinne 2020. Yeah, in, in a Perfect. season, and, and the season I'm referring to is the podcast season of um, kind of grasping at any Trump or 2016 election uh, allegory we can. We get yet another example of uh, showing that the at least the ABC um, electorate or general population uh, loves someone who is authentic to a fault. Yes. Yeah, very yes. true. You know, she's unapologetic. I am who I am. And because who I am is maybe not the best thing for society or the world. I don't necessarily contribute, but I at least am authentically myself. Yeah, good on her. Um, I have two, I, just, um, I guess, jumping off points, springboards, 
from the women tell all the first. I mean, here's the question: Do we just record a outro to the yeah, five minutes? Uh, so you were saying, Dave, your launching points? Yes, launching point one: uh, the Liz thing. Yeah. Um, she and this is again, we do this more often than I, I would care to on the on the podcast. Uh, a very delicate situation where she is trying to turn her experience into a rallying cry for women uh, for women which yeah. which is not a bad thing to do to unite a group of um, of women around a uh, a cause I guess hers being slut shaming yeah. to use yeah. a yeah. phrase that you do often but is it that what's happening or is she really just upset that she went on to a reality television show and got turned down by a guy yeah that's the sort of nuanced discussion and uh it's a think piece i I don't have the answer hold on i I do want to unpack this a little bit because i think it's a really good point we're talking about corinne here no we're talking about liz Liz. she's the one who was on oh you met him at the wedding yes no no no, yeah no liz is 100 percent. i think trying to you know backtrack her steps quite a spin yeah it was a good spin and it it was effective and she made it especially effective um in probably the most powerful moment in any women tell all mm-hmm. which was uh christina is that her name yeah the russian yeah, yeah her story uh she was in the hot seat for two segments just a very it was a i mean it was like a dateline piece it yeah was she's like an actual person an actual person yeah. with a real story yeah who went hardship some adversity unbelievable struggles yeah really should have won Really, really, and then you're just you're thinking about like this is the cheesy same, pasta, Corinne. The same <laughs> yeah. show where Harrison and Viel are out bird dogging in Studio City, <laughs> at the UCLA sorority. Yeah, this bird with a bunch, of, a bunch of drunk coeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to Bachelor Nation viewing parties and we're bird dogging. And then you've got Christina, who is like basically saying at one point she could have ended up sort of in a like prostitution ring of some yeah. sort. Like it was almost likely. Due to the same kind of patriarchy that allows Chris Harrison yeah. to continue doing what they do. <laughs> so uh, I was on Russian Bachelor, <laughs> and they wanted me to sleep with men for money. Yeah, that's not a show. Uh, I think it's just called Russia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just called prostitution. Uh, so bless her heart and uh, her yeah, story. She's, she's and I did, I did appreciate Liz. Uh, you know, friend of the podcast, friend of the pod. We'd love to get her on and really give her a platform that I think she deserves. Um, other than that, and that was kind of a political moment in the sense that, um, again, the women were rallying behind. Well, you not know, everything has to be political. Right. It just felt like it was. But I guess maybe everything feels like it is these days. Maybe. Well, yeah, it is well, true. Certainly in my Facebook news feed. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> get off Facebook, Dad. Yeah. Um, and then, really, it, it, you, you can't get away from the women tell all if you don't at least touch base upon Nick Vile. What, what did he do? He just kind of showed up and was a punching bag for these women's broken hearts. Yeah. Yeah, um, which I'm sure he's used to. <laughs> yeah. like a, there was like a pause that... Well, like, what happened there, Nick, was you got to a point in the show that Chris and I clearly did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be a little bit of truth. Because I did, I, I did uh, change this. Sometimes I watch it at double speed. I've been doing this to huh. try to consume more media. I do yeah. it with podcasts. You've uh, referenced it now twice in a way that implies that, like, like when my father finds a feature that like a computer has, he like brings it up a lot. Yeah, so you that's know, they double consume. speed. Yeah, do you ever it, watch it on double speed? Nicholas? Well, you can't. What you can't do is you can't digest you can watch it, it twice all as fast. at five speed, which is what I tried to do to get through it as quickly as possible. Right. Well, you, you still can't make it out. But I can see the images. Depressed? 
I'm sorry? Nothing. Who, me or <laughs> Nick Vile? Well, no, you. I mean, it just seems like you're really diving into to this media consumption in a way that might be unhealthy. <laughs> well, the more you know is what they say. Uh, so if, if, if nobody else has anything else to say, I know we didn't give a proper treatment to the Women Tell All special. That's a combination of uh, my personal lack of interest and the fact that the battery is running out on our recording device. How much time would you say is left? Cause I-